Hi, everyone. Welcome to the special edition of the Connected Families podcast. I'm Stacey Bellward, and I'm so glad you're joining us. Today is the first of a five-part series for dads, although moms can listen in too. We've heard from enough dads to know the issues they wrestle with. And in this series, we'll be hitting on five topics we think will help dads everywhere feel better about their parenting. This special series is funded by the memorial gifts dedicated to the memory of James P. Jackson, the father of Connected Families co-founder Jim Jackson, who passed away late in 2019. Today's topic is a grace-filled path for dads. So listen in as Connected Families co-founder Jim Jackson and close colleague and parent coach Chad Hange speak to the way of thinking about parenting that has equipped dads everywhere to stay on track. Hey, Chad, here we are. Here we are, Jim. <laughs> kind of excited about this, aren't we? We've been collecting data from dads. We did a survey not long ago and asked a bunch of different sorts of questions. Right on. And, and kind of got an idea as we looked at the, both the answers they gave and maybe even some answers they didn't about some things that we felt compelled to bring to dads over this five-part series. Exactly. And uh, that's what is so exciting about this day is to finally get to a place where we've collected the data and now we're going to share some things. Yeah. And as Stacy mentioned in the introduction, this is particularly timely for me because I did just lose my dad. And yeah. there's a way in which I'm viewing how to talk about dads altogether differently than I did even just months ago before losing him and all of the reflections that I've been doing. And, you know, dad taught me a lot, both by what he did and by, by what he didn't do or by what he did well and by some of the things he struggled with. And I just feel really eager to bring some of what we've learned, some of what we've learned over the years at Connected Families to dads beginning right now. Yeah, and we hear from dads a lot through some workshops, and I do lots of parent coaching, although it's oftentimes not dads that initiate, but they <laughs> do have things that they need and want and mm -hmm. hopes and dreams and desires. And so this podcast specifically for dads, I think, is going to help meet some of those needs. Yeah, and we're going to start today by talking about a way we've discovered over the years and a process that we lay out, kind of a path for dads to think through, for moms too, for that matter, for all parents, of important principles. But before we get to that path, so many of us as dads, I know we just kind of go through life and we go to work and we come home and we do sports and we do our Bible studies and we do the things that we do. And life is lived at 100 miles an hour, it seems, all the time. And maybe we're not as thoughtful as we can be about what does it take to be the dad I want to be? Yeah, and I think it can get pretty monotonous too, where, you know, it, it's kind of that uh, reliving every day, Groundhog Day sort of thing. And uh, <laughs> if we're not thoughtful about uh, what we're doing, where we want to go, it can oftentimes just feel like it's, uh, you know, go to bed, do it all over again. And uh, and we oftentimes find ourselves in places <laughs> where we really didn't want to be, but we didn't mm -hmm. have kind of an idea or a, a game plan or a yeah. framework to, yeah. uh, to get to a different place. And one of the things we heard pretty loudly in the survey that we took was that dads and moms oftentimes have a difficult time seeing their job as parents similarly, like feeling like they're on the same page. Like, how are we going to deal with this issue? How are we going to do that thing? How are we going to make this decision or that decision about our kids? And so oftentimes moms and dads end up in conflict based on their differences. Right. And you've oftentimes got then the, there's only, you know, one of us is going to get our way and the other is going to get disengaged. And sometimes <laughs> that can be the dad that feels like I'm getting disengaged here. I don't parent like 
like my wife, or parent like mom does, yeah. and so and she's maybe got a, a better handle on this. Or I remember thinking as my wife would say something to me along the lines of, you know, we need to get on the same page here, <laughs> and that oftentimes felt like you need to parent a lot more like I do. Well, and that's so that's the energy that you sense from your wife. Yeah, yeah. I have to confess that's an energy that I'm sure my wife felt from me as mm. well because I would come home from work or from anything for that matter, and I'd walk into a situation that it seemed like was was way beyond where I wanted it to be or where I thought it should be, and the kids were not doing what they should be, and Lynn was frustrated, and I would come in and put my hands on my hip, and I would furrow my brow, and I would start raising my voice, and the kids would get in line. Yeah. And then Lynn would look at me like, what was that about? And I've, I've been working a process all day, and you come in and just railroad it. Right. And But I'm thinking, well, Lynn, if you just use fewer words or just get a little tougher or right. be a little less tolerant for this craziness and just tell the kids what to do and make them do it. Right. It's just that simple. <laughs> right? I mean, and it comes across like yeah, that. Yeah, but it wasn't that simple because <laughs> I, I did it over and over again, and then Lynn and I would have more tension right. and more conflict with each other. Right. Until early on, we discovered sort of a different way of thinking about parenting than we'd been taught or told in our work with high-risk teenagers, you and I both. You know, as well as observing my own process and journey as a parent, it became evident to me that an awful lot of the energy that I was giving was to the near term, Mm -hmm. to right now, Mm -hmm. and that that was communicating a set of messages and expectations to my kids that wasn't helpful to them, and that I wanted to think more broadly, more long-term about what are the values, what are the beliefs, what are the messages about themselves that I want them to go away from home believing are true about them, Mm -hmm. and how can I bring that way of thinking into right now? And that's just the deeper thinking, the deeper way of looking at things, kind of pulling our head up a little bit and going, hold on a second, where where are we going? And uh, how do we want to get there as opposed to just kind of survival mode, which is really easy to find yourself in. Yep. But this is a different way of, uh, of looking at that. Yeah, after thinking about this for some time and writing down a lot of different ideas early in our journey, Lynn and I, along with the input from lots of parents, sort of consolidated all this stuff that we thought was super important into four ideas mm-hmm. that we have since shared with parents in a lot of places and with a lot of parents. And we call it the Connected Families Framework. Regardless of what you call it, it's four simple ideas. You work with these ideas every day as you coach parents. Why don't you just give a quick review of these four ideas for the parents listening. And then after the break, we'll come back and unpack how that might look for for a dad or a mom. It's been a life-changing kind of perspective and framework for me. And I'm I'm an end user, so I didn't come up with this. Tried to figure out how does this really apply to me and my family and how I parent. But we start with a strong foundation of who we are in Christ. Where does our identity come from is such an important question to be asking. Oftentimes we can get into the place of getting identity from our kids, their behavior. Do they play the sport I want them? to play and can I be a coach and feel good about my efforts with Do them? Do I look good with how they're performing is in essence me trying to figure out where all this stuff is coming from. And it starts to, unless we're thoughtful about it, starts to get kind of messy and I don't even recognize what's going on. But there's a, a message that comes out of a strong foundation toward our kids, even in difficult situations. And the message is, child, you're safe with me. You're safe with me. Mm-hmm. And the question I ask around that for me and others is, can I be okay even if my child's behavior is not or do I need my child yeah. to behave well in order for me to be okay? Yeah, can I be okay even if my child is not? That's 
that's that's a huge challenge, and, and we're going to unpack that idea a little bit more, too, here in a bit. Yeah, next is connect, and uh, connection, really, we would look at that and define it as our kids understanding that we know them, we love them, and we enjoy them. And out of a strong sense of connection when our kids are struggling or their behavioral challenges comes a message of, child, you are loved mm-hmm. no matter what. Your behavior doesn't earn you more love or remove love from you if you misbehave. Yeah. And uh, it really sets up these messages, these first two messages, you're safe and you're loved, as messages of grace. So there's a little bit of what you're saying right now that sounds like when I'm intervening with something that's going on with my kids, I need to take a break and just love on them a little bit. Oh, kids, everything is fine. I love you. Is that what this is? No, it's not turning a blind eye. And that's why we talk about these first two messages of safe and loved as messages of grace. But we've got a couple more that we want to cover that talk about messages of accountability. So that's the messages of grace, but you said there's messages of accountability. And as a dad, I'm really eager to hear about keeping my kids accountable in all this too. So say more about those. Yeah. So as we move up the framework from Foundation Connect, now we move to Coach. And Coach is really about helping our kids grow into their full potential. They've all been given gifts and talents. And how do we guide and shepherd and move them in the direction that they were made for? Mm -hmm. And out of a strong sense of Coach comes a message to our kids in behavior challenges that says, child, you are called and you are capable. You're called to be a blessing and you're capable of doing the good works that God prepared in advance for you Mm -hmm. to do. And oftentimes our kids, their gifts come out in behavior challenges. So, (laughs) you know, immature, sinful, whatever it might be, that argumentative, demanding, stubborn kiddo also is really honest and direct and uh, has got, uh, you know, some some ability. Words. Yeah, and yeah. they're determined, you know, sometimes just yeah. using their determination mm-hmm. for things that are less than helpful, right? Mm-hmm. So, and we talk about this, and we'll unpack it a little bit more, but at Connected Families, this idea of the gift gone awry, that there's a God-given talent gift being used for harmful purposes or just in misbehavior. So we can affirm that. The last one is correction. And correction is where most parents want to start, right? It's like, how do I get my child to start doing or stop doing these particular things? And out of a strong sense of correction comes the message, child, you're responsible for your actions. You're responsible for your life. And our kids have to understand that there is a sowing and a reaping principle in life. And so when we get to correction, where it's really about growing wisdom and responsibility in our kids, and we oftentimes talk about make it right consequences, consequences that will make right what they've made wrong. Yeah. So this path that you've described really guides everything that we do. And in brief, it's a path that says to me as a dad, Start in your foundation. What are you thinking? What are you believing? What's going on in me as I engage my family? And as I do that, and as I'm slower because I'm doing that, I communicate a message, you're safe with me. And then, and then I connect. And we hear a lot of parents say, what I really value from connected families is this idea that I connect before I correct. Mm-hmm. That's about sending this pervasive message of love. I love you no matter what, and I'll work to even find ways to enjoy you, even when times are tough. Mm-hmm. And then the messages of accountability is so important. I coach with an eye for what's good, and then I correct with a desire to help my kids not just do what's right, but remember that they're responsible, that they're safe with me. I go right back to the bottom of that framework. They're loved no matter what, and they're called and capable. And so we're going to come back on the other side of a little break and talk about a real-life situation with a family and dad that learned this path. 
One of parents' biggest frustrations is not knowing how to respond when their kids misbehave. They want to teach good lessons and stop the bad behavior, but the efforts to do so often make matters worse as frustration and resentment grow between parents and their kids. Hi friends, we're Jim and Lynn Jackson. And over our decades of working with parents, we've found that there is a better way, not just to make the behavior stop, but to grow character and closeness right in the middle of misbehavior and discipline. We want to help you learn to use those messy conflicts to build skills, wisdom, and faith in your kids that will equip them for a lifetime. So we've made this course to be eight sessions. It's interactive, you'll dig in with other parents, and it's designed for parents who want more for their family than just quick fixes or behavior modification tricks. We're gonna teach you an easy to remember framework for parenting and tons of practical tools that will apply to any situation you can imagine with your kids, whether they're two or 12 or even 18 or more. Discipline That Connects runs twice a year. Registration is open in January and the course starts in February. You can find all of the information in our show notes or at connectedfamilies.org. I'm Stacy Bellward, the course moderator, and I hope you join me and hundreds of others as together we learn to connect deeper with our children. Welcome back. Chad, before the break, we talked about this path, this four-principle path that dads have really found to be transformative for them as dads, both as they engage their kids, but also as they work to even get on the same page or at least feel like they're in the same book with their with their wives. You had an encounter with a dad not long ago where you helped a dad who was kind of that typical go-get-it, work-hard dad that wanted his kids to be discipled and know Jesus and behave, be responsible, be respectful. And he had kind of an epiphany with these ideas, and I'd love you to tell that story a bit. He would describe himself as the enforcer. Those are the words that he used, and he said my dad was the enforcer, and the words that were oftentimes spoken when I was in trouble at home was if, you know, just wait till your dad gets home. Yeah. And so there was going to be an enforcement of consequences, but that was his identity, was the enforcer, and he spent his time at the correction level. So we've got to get our kids' behavior under control and just get them to stop misbehaving. So he'd come home, and his wife would be having challenges with the kids, and she would say, help, and he would just take over. Yeah, and she might not even say help for fear of trying to protect the kids, right? So you can just see this dynamic. It's like, oh, well, things are okay. You know, we had a little, maybe a little squirmish, because you could just feel the dynamics. And I remember the first time I was on this coaching call with both parents, and we started to talk, and uh, we started to touch on this idea of you're safe with me. That uh, and there was a, such a new idea. <laughs> Safe was not a high value, right? Just get the kids to behave well. And you could feel his heart softening. Just the, the hmm. heart was starting to soften for his, his kids. So what was the idea that you shared with him that helped him to start to soften toward the importance of safety? I think the first question really is about, is what you're doing producing the results that you had hoped to produce? And he would look at that and say, my kids are afraid of me. They don't love me. They might obey me, but it's not because they mm. love me. And he knew deep down that that was missing, that his, his heart connection with his kids. So his kids were kind of at this place of maybe we'd call fear-based compliance. So kind of what looked okay. like it was obedience was not necessarily So dad would obedience. snap his fingers. The kids would do what he wanted them to do, but it wasn't because they had hearts of obedience. It was because they were scared of what would happen next. Right, right. So here we are. 
uh, in coaching session one, coaching session two, we're talking about these messages of grace. And he's a little skeptical that somehow what he would view as, as soft parenting, you know, like, oh my goodness, this is, they're going to run all over me if this doesn't, if I'm safe and loving, yeah. which is his perception, right? And I just kept saying, your authority doesn't come in your bigness or your loudness. Your authority actually comes in your love for your kids and their experience of that, and then calmly holding them accountable to the expectations wow, that have been clarified. Wow, what a concept. Right. <laughs> right. So anyway, I just want to bring it to a, a place of kind of the maximum piece here was when he recognized one of his goals in parenting was that his family would be at a restaurant. At the restaurant, the server would say, oh my goodness, it has been such a joy to serve your family. What respectful and kind and caring kids you have. So and that was his goal. That was his goal. And he would be pinching his kid's legs under the table and looking at him sternly and kind of like, oh, you better not mess up because that was his goal. Yeah. He started to implement safe and loved. And then again, also capable and responsible. I, I got this call from him about six months after coaching. And he said, you'll never believe what happened. And I said, what? He goes, we were at a restaurant and we were enjoying each other, and I had learned how to enjoy my kids and, and just kind of expect things. And I didn't give them the big talk before we went to the restaurant. Now, you kids, you need to listen up. And if you, you know, any of that stuff. He said, at the end of the day, the server said, oh, my goodness, it has been such a joy to serve your family. So <laughs> respectful and encouraging and, and caring. And, wow. and, uh, and he, he said, I about fell off my chair. The things that I had hoped to achieve by the enforcing role, I somehow achieve by safe, love, capable, and still responsible. Yeah. And what stands out to me about that story was that he didn't seek to achieve it. Yeah, so exactly. So it wasn't really an achievement, right? which is hard for us achievement-oriented dads Results particularly exactly. to, to swallow, is that this was a natural byproduct of his grace, of his safety, of his love. Yeah. And kids who now were endeared to their father. And I'm guessing at that meal that, you know, kids might have gotten a little loud or done a little sure. something they shouldn't do. But instead of him going, I told you not to do that, and that is not okay. He's just like, kids, I know that it's hard to sit still for so long. And, you know, but it's not okay to do that here. And so settle down here. But then let's do something else connective rather than just sit in shame of your misbehavior. Right. And I think the behaving well for the kids versus behaving well for him. Hmm. And I think our kids get a pretty strong sense pretty early on about whether the behavior and behaving well is actually for their benefit or if it's for my benefit. And I think the dad in this story would have said that they needed to behave well for me, for my well-being. And now here we are in this story where he's <laughs> he's able to relax, mm -hmm. smile a little bit. I mean, those were things that, that I got feedback around yep. for my kids too. It's like, dad, your face just looks so mad. right? And so I remember just putting my hands on my face and rubbing my yeah my cheeks to try to soften how I looked so my, my face would match my heart for my kids. Wow. You told me when you were reviewing the story earlier that there were four questions, four key questions you taught this dad that helped him get a hold of these four principles and that it sort of became a script for him. I think it'd be helpful to share those four questions just quickly now. Yeah, so four questions that I routinely ask parents to consider, dads, myself, on a regular basis. First one around you're safe with me is, is what's going on with me? 
what mm. is it that causes such big reactions or the response that I'm giving right now? And that uh, that's a really good first place to start. What's going on with me? Secondly, around your love no matter what, the question of what's going on with my child right now? What's mm. it like to be my child? In yeah, this I situation? love that framing of that question. What's it like to be my child right now? Yeah, so I'm expecting this four-year-old to sit quietly for 90 minutes at a dinner table at a restaurant. Hey, what's, go- what's going on with my child right now at least allows us to illuminate that and, and shine a light on it to say, is this even possible? Mm-hmm. What's happening? And uh, it, it doesn't excuse misbehavior, but at least it helps figure out where it might be coming yeah. from. Yeah. Right. And then the third one around the message of you're called and you're capable, we're asking the question, what can I affirm right now in my child even in the struggle, what can I say that's even true or that uh, I, I can shine a light on of a little bit of hope? And just an example for me, when my daughter put her hands on her hips one day, looked at me and says, Dad, do you think I'm stubborn? <laughs> <laughs> I know if I cooperate with that, I go, yeah. And I mean, it was a totally rhetorical question. There's no doubt she was not asking about that. She was really asking, what do you really believe about yeah, me? Right. And I said, I don't know. I don't think I'd call it stubborn. I might call it determined. You're one of the most determined kids I know. Sometimes you use your determination in unbelievably great ways. And sometimes mm, not so much, right? And then I'm trying to call out when I actually have seen her use it really well. So like the other day when you were doing the monkey bars and you, you didn't give up, you were so determined. Okay. So that determination became a badge of honor rather than yeah. that sense of stubbornness being the, the badge of honor. The last thing I would say in terms of correction or the, uh, the message you're responsible for your actions, the question we're asking, what can I do? Right? What can I do to build wisdom in my child right now? Okay? What mm. kinds of consequences can I give to grow that their wisdom? grows wisdom as opposed right. to gets the right behavior right away. Right. So it's a deeper question, but a really important one, because at the end of the day, if, if it's truly obedience, it flows out of a heart of love, out of a heart of wisdom. Compliance is just about, I'm afraid of what's going to happen to me if I don't do, if I don't toe the line. Right. You know, and I, I think the, the overarching aspect here, and you mentioned it earlier, but I think it's so important, is that we just talk about connecting before correcting. And I want to make sure that that, that is underscored. It's yeah. not about we're not going to correct. Don't hear that. Right. Okay? That's not what we're saying. But strong connection will help bring us to a place of yeah. more healthy correction where the weight of the responsibility of the behavior falls on our child. Well, and if my heart as a dad is to connect as a part of correction yes. and, to, and to prioritize that, then it changes my heart, it changes my mind, it changes how I think about and even access stuff that I've learned that I want to put in place here that might be good stuff, but if I'm not doing it in a connective way, then it induces fear in my child. But if I do it in a connective way, now they're paying attention because they know they're loved, they know they're safe, and they are more eager, oftentimes, to respond to the teaching and to learn and to grow from it. Wow. So you put those four questions together with the four principles, the four messages. Everything that we do at Connected Families flows through and deepens through this way of thinking about parenting. And for the next four sessions, we're going to dig into how these ideas might apply in different ways to different situations. We'll talk less directly about them and almost indirectly about them. But for today, remember that if you focus on the messages, then you can control what you can control, which is you, not Mm -hmm. your kid's behavior. I can control how I deliver these messages. I can control how I perceive what's going on with my child. And then these four messages can guide us into better decision-making. And honestly, we hear dads say it all the time, to be more the parent that I want to be. 
And so we invite you to join us for the rest of this series. And that's a wrap for today. Chad, good to be with you. Good to be with you, Jim. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks for that, Jim and Chad. Those four questions have been a big help to many, including me. Are you enjoying our podcasts? Please rate and review so others can find us more easily. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All of the information about the discipline that connects with your child's heart online course is found through a link in our show notes. Register today. We look forward to next time when Jim and Chad offer encouragement for dads who are doing their best, but somehow still feel like it's not enough. For more information, go to connectedfamilies.org.